0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mark's Remarks on Wru 90.3 FM. So we are back for another week trying to find new sports and new personalities to invite on the show. And so this week, I was able to bring on a great guest. So in the studio today, I am joined with the Rhode Island Women's Track and Field Head Coach, Coach Laurie, fight melnick Coach Melnick, how are you doing today?
1: Good, Mark. Thank you so much for having me, appreciate of, it.
0: Of course, it's a pleasure. I was very excited to have you on the show. Women's Track and Field is a program that has been um, very interesting to me. Uh, last semester and last season of the show, I had um, Hasna Bhaji on, on the show and I heard a lot about you. I heard a lot about the program in general and um, how it's grown over the past few years. So I was very excited and um, eager to have you come on the show because I love to have coaches that can offer a different sort of insight into how the program operates and just some of the ways that, um, from their point of view, how the program has grown um, and what work that they've put in to um, grow the program. So, I mean, just to start out with, I'm curious, you've been the head coach for the track and field program here at URI. For just over 30 years now. So I just uh, going back, turning the clock back. I mean, just what was some of the factors that made you want to pursue coaching? And was it always something that you were interested in? Um,
1: good question. Um, I'd say when I went to uh Rutgers undergrad, that's where I, I got my bachelor's degree, and then I I ran at Rutgers, um my Honestly, my goal was to be a physical therapist. Um, that was kind of like my goal in life. At that point in time, obviously things change. Um, my mom passed away when I was a freshman in college of cancer and kind of life just changed, kind of really changed drastically. And and I decided, you know, PT is not the way I want to go. My grades, you know, kind of suffered my freshman year when she passed away. And, and then I um, made some changes and I decided to go more into teaching PE and health. And um, and then I ended up staying like an extra semester at Rutgers and, and ran an extra season across. I, I taught phys ed and health in the state of New Jersey for about a year and a half. And then there was an opportunity to go to Miami University of Ohio in Oxford, Ohio to get my master's in exercise science. And that was obviously leaving, you know, a full-time teaching position. And I had coached at the high school level, but it was a great opportunity to, to do something different coach at the collegiate level and be the, actually it was the first full-time assistant at Miami of Ohio. And, um, so I went there in 89, three years at Miami of Ohio, um, met, uh, kind of was meant to be met John Melnick, who is my husband. And we worked together here at URI moved out here in 92. Um, in 1992, I had the opportunity here to be acting head coach because Lauren Anderson, the former coach for 15 years was moving into administration. And uh, some of my friends had said, Laurie, you should apply for that. And and it was Ellie LaMare at the time. Um, Ellie LaMare had been the, um, she's a, an, an amazing uh, female in this. In, it's just amazing person. Um, so Ellie LaMare had been the, Associate AD, uh, the Senior Women Administrator. So Lauren was moving into her position, Lauren Anderson. Ellie was retiring after many years at the University of Rhode Island. She's really a pioneer with women's athletics. And then I had the opportunity to be acting head coach for a year, not knowing if it would stay or I would you know, leave this position. And um, it didn't, obviously. So Lauren stayed in her position in administration. And then I um, was the second full-time head Women's cross country and track and field coach, and so it's hard to believe that was 1992. And um, yeah, times that's, have changed since the 30 years.
0: <laughs> that's that's fascinating, and I mean, it seemed like that was just like a, a rather quick progression, having switched up the careers pretty fast, and then really only taking like five or so or five or so true years as an assistant coach, and then being asked to. Um, undertake uh, what I imagine was probably just like an interim head coaching position at the start. Was it all um, kind of nervy for you when you first started?
1: Yeah, it was definitely, um, you know, a, a big move. Um, because when I was at Miami of Ohio, I mean, the one year the head coach did take a leave, and then I guess I had the title as like interim head, you know, at Miami of Ohio that one year, but you know, yeah, it was only three years coaching there. And then I had a, uh, I did have a semester coaching under my head coach at Rutgers during fall program. That was like during the fall. So it wasn't a whole lot of experience, but I think that what it was is that they gave me an opportunity. You know what I mean? So Lauren Anderson and Ellie LeMayer gave me an opportunity as a young, cause I was only like 28, you know, 29 or, well, maybe I shouldn't say my age. Right. So, um, <laughs> at the time in 1992 and, and definitely it was, um, it was a chance, you know, it was, a, it was a wonderful opportunity to learn and grow and build a program. You know, I mean, the program was built, but um, we still needed a ton of, you know, it was, it was a lot different than, than I feel like where it's, it's uh, the support and everything has come now.
0: And yes, yeah, So, I mean, uh- could you more expand on just like what the state of the program was like when you had gone in? Because obviously the program has grown exponentially since since your arrival. You've uh, led the program in nine Atlantic 10 championships, but the first one having come in the, in the year 2000. So obviously there was a, a bit of a growing period where the team was probably competitive, but you still had to get those pieces in order to fully get across the finish line, no pun intended but um, just like what was the state of the program looking like in terms of campus culture, campus support, and so on when you first took the reins in Kingston?
1: Well, what's interesting is when we started the program, we really only had about 14 people here on the team. So we had very low numbers. um, And actually the first outdoor Atlantic 10 Track and field championships was 1998. So when we came here, we did have an indoor championship, but there was no outdoor. Um, And the numbers were, like I said, were very low. Um, And so now we carry about 50 women on the team. You know, we'll carry it could be 55, but right now we're around 50, and that's that's all events. You know, sprints, jumps, throws, hurdles, distance, mid-distance, pole vault, uh, etc. Um, so definitely I would say it took a while to build some depth, um, and just kind of build, a, build some support. And, uh, but I mean, Lauren Anderson did an amazing job with the program prior to, um, you know, myself arriving and, um, it was just, like I said, low numbers and, and you need depth if you want to win championships.
0: And so then as that um, depth is in, as that depth is increasing. When you're going on these like recruiting visits and you're you're trying to convince a number of um, these prospective athletes to come join the University of Rhode Island and try and really expand this program, what's that? What's that like? Um, or how has that changed rather from your from the start of your career to now in how you um, attempt to recruit some of these athletes to come run in Kingston?
1: Um, I think. I think in one way I don't know if I'm answering this, but it it's changed in if we've been here a long time. My husband and I have been here a long time, so those who know us um, know that we're going to take care of their child, or if it's a parent asking, um, that we're not going to how would I say you know feed them to the wolves. We want them to be academic. Academics are the top priority, and then athletic. So uh, we we want our teams to. Have GPAs of three, four, three, five, or better. That's cross country and track and field, um, and and we know that it is an amazing university with over a hundred majors. So we are clearly um, pushing the 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 amazing University of is is a, is a, an amazing place to live and amazing place to get an education. So I I would say that for coaches that have known us for a while then they know that you know they'll send their their people our way or they'll trust that we'll take care of them um mark it's kind of funny uh, or this is the first year that i actually have the daughter of one of my former athletes oh really so yes so um haley larosa is on the team and she's a freshman from newburyport high school she's a distance runner Haley's mom, Erin Moon, ran here and her dad, Paul LaRosa, ran uh for John Copen on the men's side. So that is kind of unique. That is the first time.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's one of the that, that's
0: that pretty interesting. That's not in something mind. you really that's not something you really see in that many sports. I mean, it's a testament to just your longevity as a coach and the success that you've had in order to maintain your position as the head coach. But then just the rapport that you've built with your athletes to then when they eventually have children be like, Hey, I think you should go look at this university. Like I ran here and the coaching staff is fantastic. And so on. That's really, that's really interesting. <laughs> Shows that I'm old, but
1: yes, it's, it's,
0: a good thing. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, right? yeah. In terms of, in terms of recruiting um, by location, you I've seen this a lot with multiple different coaches that I've spoken to is that there is sometimes a focus on, trying to get local kids to join your program. And it's obviously the easiest in um, in trying to recruit them because they're only a few miles away. Some of the high schools in Narragansett and South Kingstown, North Kingstown, and uh, schools across Rhode Island, since it's a small state. Um, did you find yourself at any point, I mean, looking at the roster right now, there's there are a few, a few names that pop up that are from Rhode Island, particularly from like Narragansett, like South Kingstown. Um, were there ever times where you tried to really make it your goal to focus on local recruiting or was there just a wide net that you had casted? And it just so happened that you found a number of athletes from the state of Rhode Island.
1: I think honestly, we're constantly trying to recruit from this state. Um, there's, it's a small state, but there's a lot of talent. And, and we never like limit in the sense that we're not, you know, we're, we're looking all over, you know, we're looking, we've got people from New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Ohio, um, um. obviously we've had international we have some international now so so we will never want to eliminate a state and um, Rhode Island has a lot of talents so we're you know we've got some young ones and some older ones now I mean you said Hasna just finished up which uh, she was an, an amazing um, student athlete um, and now we're just you know continue to recruit in state as well as out and uh, looking internationally you know we're looking at Someone from Andorra right now. <laughs> have you ever heard of Andorra? <laughs> yeah, as, as a as a self <laughs>
0: as a self proclaimed geography nerd, I have heard of Andorra. That's <laughs> that's pretty interesting because you don't see that many that many athletes come out of that very very tiny country, um, yes. nestled in between France and Spain. But no, that's that's really interesting, and it's funny that you bring up the international um, aspect of recruiting because this is the next thing I wanted to talk about was your experiences. Working at the World Cup, Co- World Cross Country Championships, um, working with Team USA um, in 1998, and then the World University Games in 2001. Um, those are it's it, it's interesting because I feel like that unless you're ingrained in the cross country and like track world and you follow it closely, I feel like those are those are competitions that you really that uh, a lot of people don't really um, don't really know about, and it's not not as mainstream as some other global competitions, unless you're, unless, like I said, you're in the um, cross country track and field sort of sphere. So, I mean, just tell me what were some of your experiences like working with team USA during those competitions and like being able to travel to Marrakech, being able to travel to China, just what, what was that like?
1: Well, um, first of all, let me update you on um, Marrakech. Yeah. I mean, Morocco was amazing. That was one of the best experiences I've ever had in, in my life. And I was, fortunate to be, you know, named the junior leader. And I, and I think at that point in time, it was like, I was, I remember I was nominated by Lou Juicing at the time, who was the Cornell director. And then Roberta Anthes, who was still at Rutgers, who was my coach helped me to, you know, get that appointment. And it was um, honestly an amazing experience. Um, And that was 1998 to meet elite, you know, the elite, um, cause basically, you know, you're all traveling t- together or, or you're meeting up, but you're, you're traveling with the, I was the junior leader. Then there's the, the, um, the older, you know, like the elite uh, professional, um, women and men. And so it, it was really, really amazing and opening. Um, we went to the souks, which is where all like the cool, the shopping. And then, you know, the course was amazing. And, um, so it was, it was, it was a yeah, I, I I will I will treasure that for the rest of my life. Um, so that was nineteen ninety-eight. And to, I don't know if I answered enough about that, but to update you on and world champs is like the, the highest level, you know, you could pretty much go aside from like obviously you're going to Olympics, but this was cross-country. So it's like it's cross-country. Um and then Beijing, I was appointed to Beijing, and that would have been the World University Games. I did not go. Because I had my daughter in July of 2001. So I had to turn down that appointment because it couldn't happen. <laughs> I couldn't travel. So I did not go to China. No. <laughs> See, it seems
0: like an important enough reason though, yes, uh, to, yes, pa- to pass yes. up an opportunity, an opportunity like that. But having had the experience in Marrakesh, having had the experience to coach during such a big Championship obviously was within the first um, first couple of years during your um, tenure at URI. What were some? Were there any like lessons and experiences that you took from that event, from that experience, that you then carried over to your coaching at URI when you came back? Um,
1: definitely, like the the management. You know, like there was a lot of planning for that. Um, obviously, USA Track and Field did most of the planning, but you no, know, I'm reaching out to my i think there were six women that were the junior leaders and i'm communicating so i i would just say there was a lot of uh reassuring that i mean they i'm not i'm there as their team manager in a sense or their junior leader but i'm not directly coaching them because they're coming from either they could be a senior in high school they could be a freshman in college um depending on you know their age because they were the juniors but it was definitely a lot of organizational skills and and people you know meeting people from all all over and then When you're there you're also meeting other teams which is kind of neat you know like oh there's the irish team and there's the team from you know this country and and it it really was phenomenal and the pictures that i have uh we had actually i'm looking at a picture now you know we're in we're in the tent and then we had our um moroccan like representatives you know to to help us to negotiate I can I can actually remember one, this doesn't have to do with what your question is because I always like ramble on, but my, there was this one situation where we went into a bank and we were kind of just touring like the area and the architecture and we're in the bank. And then one of the senior leaders took a picture Oh, you're not allowed to take a picture in a bank. And then all oh, the you know it was just like, whoa, okay, here comes the security And it was just like so and and then one one other time I remember we were eating, probably just eating lunch someplace and I happened to notice like the five to ten random cats that were like roaming around while we're eating. <laughs> So life is just different. And it's like, I, I think it's so important if you can travel to like get out and see different parts of a world.
0: that That's awesome. I as, as someone who loves to travel myself, I've had the opportunity to go to a number of different countries um, early on in high school. And that's like fueled my travel bug. Like once I graduate, it's going to be traveling to countries like Morocco. Morocco is one that I'm very interested in experiencing at some point. But, um, and it, the culture is so fascinating and it's interesting to see how that culture, um, translates when you have international students coming over to Kingston. Cause like, I've had the pleasure of talking to a number of different international students from countries across, uh, across Europe, Latin America, and so on. And it's in- interesting to see how URI becomes almost like a microcosm of, um, different nationalities and how those nationalities can then, um, impact the athletes that are already from here, like uh, exposing them to new cultures, new ways of thinking and so on, and how it can really help form a very distinct um, team identity. Do you feel that like in um, over over time when you've had um, international students come in, how, um, that it you've seen uh, their sort of um, them teaching other athletes about their cultures while Yeah, your American athletes are helping teach them the ways of the U S yeah,
1: we've had um, athletes from uh, Sweden and Ireland um, in the past. And, and I do feel it is amazing. I mean, I actually would, my, my husband and I have been talking about it. It'd be really nice to, to continue to recruit right now, you know, and, and, and have some more international, um, you know, women, uh, student athletes on our program. And I do think it's, it's amazing for everyone else to, just learn how different cultures are and, and backgrounds. And I mean, we have enough, we have a lot of diversity just in general on our team. um, Even in the sense of um, so many different backgrounds and so many different event groups, but coming um, when you have a team of 50 women, you know, they are coming from all different um, socioeconomic backgrounds, um, religions, um, everything, you know, so but it is amazing when you have that international group and they can bring in their experiences, you know? So, so that's why we got to recruit both.
0: (laughs) And with that recruiting obviously comes exceptional talent. And then with talent comes championships and looking back at your profile and just the um, accolades of the team that the team has done, the championships the team has won um, like after the turn of the millennia, five indoor track and field titles between 2000 and 2002 and then 2004 and 2005 and then out four outdoor titles from 2002 to 2005. So a little bit of a little bit of a mini dynasty there um, as the team was successful after the turn, after the turn of the century. So once those championships started to roll in and it was consistently competitive and the, the team was really just showing up to all of those different meets and fighting tooth and nail, um, to be truly successful. How did it feel having been there for 10, 12 years prior, knowing all the work that you had put in, that it was starting to truly pay off in a big way with those championships?
1: Well, I think when you have an amazing group of women who are, um, you know, obviously everyone's working hard to uh, reach the same common kind of goal, you um, you know, and then sometimes it's as luck and opportunity meet, you know, that type of thing where everything falls into line. But, um, but no, it's, 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 we haven't, you know, won in, in a while, I should say, but we've been, hopefully our goal is always to be in the top three, or at least to be as high up as possibly as we can. Um, and, and yeah, it's a, definitely a, a, an amazing, a amazing feeling to win championships. Um, what we try and remind everyone is <clears throat> it's still the process. Um, so like right now, if you only focus on winning, then that takes away um, controlling what you control in the process. So so definitely I'm not saying that we don't want to win and uh, contend for championships. We do, but we also want to um, develop and continue to, make improvements as individuals and, and as a team. So, so we're, you know, super looking forward to this year and, and obviously we'll cherish what we have from the past and hopefully continue to contend.
0: And so looking back to recent years um, you've had a lot of success um, recently in the new England championships. And like, it was, um, Champion, uh, New England champions coming in first place in the competition in 2021 and in 2023, and it, it was funny because during those years you weren't able to um, win the Atlantic Ten. You were competitive, I think, I, for two of those, uh, uh, two of the past couple of years, finishing on the podium, but in the thick of things, but weren't able to win the championship. But then, just a week or two later, you go on and you're able to win the entire New England championship, which has which boasts a much larger field and um, some some may consider maybe that makes it a little bit more difficult is there a different approach when you're looking at these different competitions or what are things that you see that maybe have allowed you to be so successful in new england championships in recent years rather than um also taking home championships in the atlantic town um i
1: would say well in all honesty this past outdoor win uh at when we were at Northeastern and the New England championships was, um, how would I say we were kind of like, wow, really? You know, I mean, like in the sense of, you know, we're we're obviously contending, trying to be like, like a top three or a top five team in the New Englands, but when, you know, we're checking out the points and we're like, wow, Molly Sabi just was, you know, second in the 10k. And and or we're looking at like, hey, we're we're getting points from here and our jumps and you know, looking at every point. Um, it was um, a little bit of a surprise and we we'll take it. We're, um, you know, I will, I'm not saying negatively in any ways. Um, the, the different organizations, you know, um, and the Atlantic 10 on the women's, the Atlantic 10 is just very, very competitive. There's 15 schools. Um, it's kind of like a totally different meet than the new England championships, to be honest with you. Um, and obviously, but we'll, you know, we want to contend for, for both, you know, for both the A-10s and the New England. So um, in 21, regarding the New England championships, um, I remember that was still a crazy COVID year, where, um, and I, I can remember we had, part of our team flew to the Atlantic 10 championships at Mason, but part of our team had to drive down because they were quarantined because someone was exposed to COVID you know like all this is crazy like some of the stories but so we did have a phenomenal A-10 meet in 2021 when Christina McClure and Lots of Black were co-A-10 performers um no we didn't win but we had a phenomenal meet and I believe we we're third if, if I'm correct on that I could be wrong <laughs> my memories I, I, be-
0: I believe I believe third is is third. where you guys finished
1: yeah and then So, so definitely, um, you know, sometimes uh, with the, the New England meet, you can have so many teams Um, It could be small representation, but you can have, you know, okay, we've got 40 teams and there's representation, you know, just, it could be bigger division one, division two and division three, obviously. So the New England organization is just a little different, but we want to continue to contend and and do the best that we can with both a tens and, and New England's for sure. And then our, End goal is you know to to get as many people to the first round of nationals and the second round of nationals as possible.
0: And so, as we sort of round this off, there was another thing that I wanted uh, wanted to talk about, and in just in terms of um, being a woman in sport, being a woman coach in sport, obviously having the with the experience that you've had, you've been in the game for a very long time, and obviously, um, women in sport has grown over the past few decades and you've been been able to witness that firsthand and um, honored as the URI women's coach of the year for four consecutive years between 1999 and 2002 um, which I mean just firstly having been able to win that for four consecutive years just what was um, what was that acknowledgement like to you how did the, um, how did you feel when the university presented you with that acknowledgement? And, um, what did that mean to you in terms of your work leading up to that point?
1: Um, well, I totally, you know, appreciate all of that, that, you know, URI has given me and the opportunities, um, to grow and develop as a coach here. Um, sometimes it's like a blink of an eye and it's so many years ago, Mark. So I have to think back, but, um, but definitely, you know, I, I I guess I feel like I as a coach, I totally feel like I'm never I never know how would I say there's so much to know and still learn. Um, I mean, I directly work with mid distance, distance and then the jumpers. So I never feel like I will never, ever feel like I know. Oh, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I know it, I know which workout, you know, it's, I feel like there is so much growth and there's so much to learn um, and to continue learning as a coach. Um, I feel like we have to continue to, um, you know, just keep fighting for everything. Um, And I have to say that, this year or the two years that we've had Dr. Parlange and and Mary um, at the university has been just a blessing. Um, And we will be getting an outdoor track because of uh, Dr. Parlange and Thor Bjorn, who have been pushing for this. And it's really hard to run a program, to be honest with you, with you know, it's just hard with not having an outdoor facility. So looking forward to, to having the opportunity to, to get that. And I don't know exactly when, but you know, maybe it's in a couple of years before they break ground, but it will happen. So, um, but definitely, you know, you just have to keep, I would say, um, plugging away and pushing for things and trying to fundraise obviously, so that we can be at the, you know, help our student athletes to the so that they have the best student athlete experience possible. Um, but but no, I I I appreciate if URI you, you know the the awards. But um, but it, it's it's really I think all about developing student athletes and trying to um, hopefully that they have the best student athlete like I said, experience as possible.
0: And so then, as one of the longest if not the longest tenured um female coach on campus as the years have gone by uri has brought in a number of um women's coaches in recent years like with tammy reese um i oh my goodness i can't remember the women's volleyball um head coach but she an an angel yes um her um her appointment and and so on really um really uh symbolizing a true growth and a true push towards um, incorporating more women into sport at URI. And just as um, as someone who has seen this progression over the past few decades, I mean, just um, what of your what have what are some of your thoughts and impressions on how um, women in sport has grown at URI? And um, just what are some of your overall feelings at the moves that the university has made? to um get more women into these um powerful positions in sport
1: well i i think that um you know i i mean to be honest with you one thing that you know i i definitely feel it is so important that we have women representing women's athletics so um and but we want to have good people no matter what, whether it's a male or a female, uh, whatever it, it, it we want to have the priority set so that they're going to take care of the student athlete. And we're going to, um, you know, try and, um, you know, I should say it's not win at all costs in the sense in my in my philosophy. It's It's yes, we're trying to win championships, but we're trying to build student athletes and build a program and. And and have our priorities in the right place, I should say, um, like the hire of Tammy Reese is amazing. And and I just read, you know, something that she had put on. It was online. Um, it was I think the universe. Are you still there? OK, sorry. <laughs> um, just some of Tammy's quotes on her developing a team culture, I think, is amazing. You know, team bonding, team culture. And they have so many different People from so many different countries, um, and, and obviously the US too. Um, so definitely I feel it's very important to have um women role models and um and if you saw like it's so cool at the cross country championships, NC State won by one point and um Lori has was an NC State grad and she's been coaching there for a long time. So um but but obviously we're trying to build programs and just make sure that we have good coaches in place that are going to take care of our student athletes and as you know like I directly work with my husband he's the associate head coach um on the head coach we have separate programs I don't, we we're only on the women's side but um so so it's it's all about and then crystal who is a 2011 grad is is my throws coach and Crystal has been coaching with us really since she finished up in 2011 as our, as our Throws coach. So it's um, definitely important to have representation and there are um, definitely important to have women role models in, in our, in, in this profession.
0: All right. And I 100% agree. I feel like that the um hirings that the university has made have been um, nothing short of fantastic I've had the pleasure of speaking with a number a number of them a number of the newer hires and um they've they've been great and uh just at, in terms of their character but also just their pedigree and what they bring to the um, sporting atmosphere at URI and I'm very excited to see how just the um women's sort of um sporting, Sort of sphere grows at URI, and I feel like that um, there's a lot of good that can really come out of it. So before we sign off, I want to um, just hear a little bit of some of your expectations for this upcoming season. I know that we had talked about earlier that um, still have to still haven't had the chance to get um, fully acclimated with the um, meet that you had previously uh, this past week, but just coming out of last year, a top four finish at the Atlantic Ten Championships, and then winning the New England Championship first out of 42 teams. I mean, with the off season that you've had, looking at your roster and um, just sort of the vibes that have been brought over from last year, uh, just how, how are you feeling and what do you anticipate um, is to come for your program in 2024? We're
1: looking forward to, we had a solid meet this past weekend with, um, to, we had a throwers at Brown and the rest of the team was at uh, the track at New Balance in Boston. So it was a good opener. Um definitely looking forward to indoor and outdoor. Uh, we did graduate a few top notch people in the sense that uh, Trinity Smith, our school record holder and at you know first round of prelims um, part of our 4x4 four four that won indoors like Trinity Smith is our student coach, so she is finishing up her grad degree and then uh, Bethany deloof As well, is uh, finished up her eligibility. So sometimes, you know, when you graduate, uh, some big point scorers and and some other people, you know, it's it's somewhat of a building year. But I feel that you know we have to have the goal of you know trying to be top three in the conference. Uh, This will be the first time ever in the Atlantic Ten history that we will be traveling to a neutral site. So we will head to Virginia Beach for our um, February Atlantic Ten Championships at the end of the month of February. We hosted last year, and it's kind of interesting that it won't be either. We hosted for many, many years, um, but the last several years it's been an alternate. You know, we'd either be at Mason or at um, our place. But they uh, we're going to a bank facility, so that'll be interesting. And then we're um, at Mason in the spring. So, so definitely trying to to build and 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 hopefully be top three. Hopefully, we can win another New England championship and and then keep recruiting because obviously we have to keep uh, adding in the depth. So definitely looking forward to, to, to a great year ahead of us and, and um, I'll keep you posted. Yeah,
0: Fantastic. Well, coach Melnick, I really appreciate you um, giving me some of your time today to hear more about your story and um, just how the program has grown during your tenure. I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing how your team performs this this coming year track and field since I've come to URI has become a bit of a fascination of mine so um, I'm very excited to see how all of it goes and I am actually very excited to see um, how the championships go in Virginia Beach obviously at a banked track because URI doesn't have one so that's I, I remember that was some of the talking points from last year's championship when they were saying that it was going to be moved so I'm eager to see how all of that goes but again thank you so much for joining me today I'm very happy that I was able to finally have you on the show
1: Thank you so much for having me and thank you for your time mark Of course
0: well everybody else thank you for watching I hope you are uh, listening Heather um, I hope you I hope you all enjoyed and I will catch you all in the next show next week.